0: While listening to The Richard Lip Show.
1: Hi everyone, I'm Richard Lip. I've decided to put together a podcast after many years of giving advice and life coaching and mentoring to to different friends and seeing how well they've gone uh, along their journeys. And I just thought, why not open this up to complete strangers? And I did a post on LinkedIn. It had over 35,000 views and over 100 comments. And my calendar has been booked up for the next two months with free mentoring sessions. So what you're about to listen to is the first session I did with Eva. Uh, Eva has is a UX designer who hasn't had work for eight years now and needed a, a bit of advice around how best to go about getting a yes instead of a no from her job interviews. So have a listen. Hope you enjoy. Feel free to share this, write some comments, give me some feedback, and stay tuned for more to come. Thanks. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you?
0: <laughs> how are you? Good.
1: Nice to meet you, Eva.
0: Nice to meet you, Dr.
1: Tell me, I guess, how I can help you. What your background is, and and what do you what do you need help with right now?
0: To begin with, I was um, um, I I did my masters in design um, in I actually convocated in two thousand nine in India and. Um, at that point of time, I was um, uh, I was doing new media design, which eventually, uh, you know, uh, branched into uh, the UX and software user interface design. So my uh, what I have um, studied actually covers everything, uh, all the aspect of uh, user research. Like I have done contextual inquiry as a part of my curriculum, yeah. and you know all the aspects of user research. Um, I um, I soon after I convocated, I got married, and I had to uh, quit my job, uh, which was not even like I didn't even spend one complete year. It's like eleven months, like a month short of one year.
1: Okay, and what was that job?
0: Um, it was in a newspaper. It was a graphic design job. Okay. Um, that again, um, it was again in two thousand nine. So it was right after, like I I, I was employed in two thousand eight. So it was like right after the the great um, depression. Uh, yeah. Of, you know, yeah. So I was um, uh, I I didn't have any job in my hand. I had to quit after marriage, and I somehow I thought that I will be because. Uh, even though uh, there was a severe uh, meltdown elsewhere, India was still kind of, you know, holding on. It was, it was not
1: really,
0: Yeah, so I, I, I had an assumption that, um, you know, I would, I might, you know, land uh, in another uh, UX design job, which is basically my core area. Um, uh,
1: okay, so at that job, you were a graphic designer or a UX designer?
0: No, at that job I was uh, graphic designer in newspaper.
1: Okay, so a graphic yeah. designer, and you had less than one year of experience after graduating um, university because um, yeah. you you got married and you had a child.
0: Yeah, and that
1: was that would have been eight years ago, I assume. Yeah. <laughs>
0: okay. So yeah, so after that, um, uh, I I kind of tried my hand, you know. Uh, Getting jobs, or even I tried freelancing, but freelancing is not really that big in India. Like, it's a uh, you don't really get paid adequately unless I didn't really have the right connections. Yeah. So, it's it was kind of a struggle for me to, you know, uh, as well. Okay. So, many times I would just, uh, you know, end up doing charity work. <laughs> okay but, um
1: H- how much time have you had out of the workforce then has it been like consistent for the last 8 years have you or
0: um uh right after i uh quit i um started um you know going for a freelancing job because i was i mean con- continuously um uh, app- like applying at several places as well as in front- india or here and uh, that was in india, india yep. i i came to sydney um in 2015 okay uh, august so so how many
1: how many roles did you have between um i guess freelancing you know since since uh, 8 years ago till now both in india and in australia
0: um i really uh, like official uh, uh, 9 to 5 job i really didn't have any after i quit so that's actually a, a big hamper, uh, uh, like it's a big obstruction. In
1: okay. Them. So right now, you're, just to play it back to you, your biggest issue right now is that you haven't had um, a consistent gra- uh, job in graphic design or UX for eight years? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, and when you say you studied all the elements or a lot of elements of UX design, you mentioned contextual inquiry, um, maybe you did some prototyping, maybe you nice. were doing usability testing, um, data analytics, a lot of different, uh, you know, maybe running workshops and things like that. Have you had any experience practicing any of those things um, in, in that employment that you had eight years ago? Or was that more so just a graphic design, really just looking at, you know, the UI aspect at that newspaper? As part,
0: see, as, as a part of my... Um course curriculum in the design school i i was uh i had done some industrial training as well as the diploma project uh, which was six months long that was essentially ux design and and wireframing and prototyping
1: okay do you have Uh, do you have that work still like do you have that on file
0: i do that i do have that but uh um that was um uh, like I, I had interned with uh, GE Healthcare, and I had to sign uh, a non-disclosure non-dis- agreement with them, so because that was a live, ongoing project, and uh, right. yeah, it, it was uh, quite sensitive because it had to do with uh, US healthcare.
1: Got it. So you yeah. can't use that publicly um, as a folio. Uh, work. Okay. So right now, you have, you haven't had um, a job in design or UX for eight years. And it's even harder because you can't show any of the work that you did all the way back then. Maybe you could show some of your university projects, but the fact is, most employers are going to say, eight years ago, like you're pretty out yeah. of you're pretty out yeah. of practice." Yeah, and,
0: and most of them they just dismiss it as a classroom project. So, right. they that so it's
1: you, not true. Yeah, what do, do rest- they say, what do they say to you when you go to these job interviews? What I guess go back to the most recent one, maybe in Sydney. What, what's your experience been, and, and what have you You know, what what have they said to you?
0: Uh, they dismiss all the like. They they treat me as a uh, as a fresher who's who's like um, I don't know a vintage fresher kind of thing, you know, been, who has yeah. not really <laughs> <laughs> not really has been in any kind of like. I don't really have any um, actual experience as per uh, them. And yeah. uh, the classroom projects are according to them they are not real projects. So they aren't really uh, they would not treat it as industrial experience. Okay. So basically, I guess just
1: just sorry to cut you off. A really quick question about the the classroom projects: Did you did they place you with like a real world clients or with um, a not for profit or a charity to do work, or were were the classroom projects really classroom projects? No,
0: the classroom projects were really classroom projects, and we uh, our um, my main focus would be. to explore various aspects of UX uh, design, and but then the the user research they were usually hypothetical ones. But then the user research used to be real. Like we used to go into the actual field and interview actual users, and and we had to showcase uh, the actual uh, interview. Um, okay. As as a part of those projects. Okay. All these projects were hypothetical. It was uh, they were really um not actually projects
1: got it got it so i guess in some ways the employers are right in the in that the, the what no it is what it is right or wrong whether or not that should stop them giving you a chance like that's not something i can i can really um argue for or against all i can tell you is that the reality is right now you've got a massive influx of people going through general assembly academy xi um, I think Tractor School of Design, I think I even saw RMIT have a service design course that came up my feed this morning. So you've, got, um, you've just got this large output of people who are coming straight out of these career transition 10-week immersive courses, and at the end of most of these courses, uh, for General Assembly, as an example, and that's where I went um, you know, five years ago, they pair you up with a not-for-profit to do a piece of work that actually generally goes out into the real world. Uh, and so you're competing with these people. So there's nothing wrong with your your um, education. There's nothing wrong with your experience. It's the fact that it was eight years ago. And you're competing with the same people who maybe have the same level of experience and education, but they're eight years ahead of you. They're coming straight out now. So for an employer, if they're looking for someone junior or um uh, you're just competing with people who just have more, much more recent experience and it's going to be very hard for you. So, um, I guess there's a few things I would recommend thinking about doing. So the first one, and again, I don't know your financial situation or your time situation. Obviously you've got a bit of time. Um, it's the weekend, you know, your husband's got the kids up. He might, he might work full time during the week and that might limit your time as well. You know, so uh, I'm assuming you're, 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 you're a full time care of your kids during the week.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. That's fine. Um, so it's just good for me to understand your situation so I can think of the different strategies that you know maybe I could recommend that could help you. So I think the main one is we've got to tie that gap, right, between you and the people who are coming out of all of these uh, alternative education providers. And the level of people they're turning out are somewhat successful and also somewhat unsuccessful. So I was lucky because I had previous experience uh, in the industry wearing many different hats in startups, doing wireframing, building websites, building experiences. Uh, General Assembly basically plugged that gap for me. Now this isn't an ad, this is not an ad or paid ad for General Assembly, Uh, but I'm just kind of talking about my experience. It got me end to end user experience, um, methodologies and best practices so I could then go out and employ those. And I was able to leverage my previous experience. So I think you're kind of in a similar position where you've got some experience, you've got a solid education. It was just a while back. So one way you could work around this is you could choose a real world project. So maybe look throughout your, your current network. Maybe there's someone you can help find, uh, maybe an online retailer or someone in your, in your area, in your neighborhood. Maybe the hairdresser down the road that, that, um, you might walk past every day. Maybe they need an online booking service, right? And they don't know how to implement that. And they don't have $10,000 or $20,000 to go to an agency or go to an alternative provider or a contractor. So maybe you could really do some work, not necessarily for free, but for a very reasonable amount of money for them, and then get get some experience building up a few projects. You could do some passion projects. I don't know if you have any passions or areas of interest. If you ever wanted to make an online store or you wanted to design something, it's great that you've got the graphic design skills. You could then put you know some, um, some research on top of that, contextual inquiry, uh, customer interviews, Look at, you know, look at trends, uh, competitor analysis, just put all these little pieces together and pump out a few passion projects and you need to build out your folder, put your website together, have some recent experience to point to and if you could do it with a real-world client, that's really gonna help you. Um, the thing that would maybe helpful is doing a, a refresher course. So you might not probably need to do a 10-week immersive nine five, five days a week. You, you might just be able to do a part-time course which would be a few hours a week after work, or on a weekend, for example. Uh, and you uh, sorry, I know after work. After your husband returns from work, you'd be able to then go and do that. Um, or you could even do it at home with the kids. Whether it's an online course, there's lots of online courses, and you can touch base with people like myself and lots of other people out there that would be help, you know, helpful to you, just to kind of give you some feedback along the way. Uh, but I think the the main thing I would recommend at this point is plugging that gap and understanding that. There's nothing wrong with you or your experience. It's just that the people you're competing with have that edge over you. That's going to make it very hard. Uh, and that's just the reality. And and that's your experience so far. How does that sound?
0: Yeah, it sounds good, actually. Um, um, if you um, went to my LinkedIn profile, you might have seen that I have done a, a short course of visual design from uh, from General Assembly as well. Okay, uh, at It was kind of a certificate course. It was um, it was not, uh, you know. That that's the thing that uh, that I'm struggling with. When I am um, enrolled into uh, short term courses, when I go and inquire, I have been to General Assembly as well as Academy XI, and when I talk to them about my situation, uh, they have to offer. Uh, a a full time course that's like you know that starts from the scratch. When I tell them that I, I I just need a brush up, I just need a refresher course. Uh, maybe you could just target to uh, a few uh, parts of your course which I can just join. And um, uh, they said no. Yeah, no, they won't do that, that. It right doesn't fit in. Their, so.
1: Yeah, it doesn't fit in their business model. That's right. Um, I can yeah that I can see that they wouldn't. They wouldn't accommodate for that at all. So I'm looking at it now. So, are you designing virtual communications at General Assembly in 2015? Yeah, um, yeah. Was that immersive, or was that? Oh, you did it in New York. Did you do it in New York or in Melbourne? Oh, in Sydney. Mm-hmm. Sorry.
0: No, I, I, was in, uh, Sydney. I was in Sydney.
1: Sorry, okay. that's just the, list, the listings for New York. That's fine. So, was that full time or part time?
0: It was a part time course. Okay. Uh, yeah.
1: And I'm not. Can't remember. Did they have an outcomes producer as part of that course? Was there like, did they help you kind of find work afterwards or is that not part of that
0: course? No. That's no. immersive.
1: Okay. So, so that's the immersive course at the end of it. They pair you up with um, an, uh, an outcomes producer who, who helps you map yourself and find work. Um, so I guess one quick question for you is, so you've, you've kind of, you want to position yourself, or I guess the question is, do you want to position yourself as a UX designer? Yeah. Okay. So the tough thing is, you did the design and visual communications, not the UX. Uh, UX part time. So talk, talk to me about your your reasoning for doing that at that point.
0: Um, uh, in two thousand fifteen, they were not really having any uh, short term courses about uh, UX design, and I straight away uh, went to general assembly and put forward the same uh, situation in front of them. Okay and they just said that you know it's it's uh, you know networking is a is a good um, attempt to you know just um, talk to people go ahead and network and they said that they had a visual design course coming up which was also taken by many of the ux design people so they said that you might be uh, I, I was uh, like uh, 2015 was when i actually just landed up in sydney okay so I, I was uh, I, I was just, you know, taking all the suggestions and um, that, that's how I uh, ended up joining this course, that, you know, at least I'll meet people, like-minded people and let's see how it goes after that.
1: Okay, that's fine. Yeah, look, there's, no, there's nothing wrong with that and, and all of those things, I guess. Um, and the only thing I guess I'd i want to communicate to you is that, like, you know, as an employer, so I'm at Qantas at the moment, um, and if I was interviewing someone, like yourself, let's say you were in an interview with me and I'd be looking through, I'd be asking you these questions. And I guess if I was looking for a UX designer who had you know UI and graphic design capabilities as a bit of a hybrid, um, I would be, I'd, I'd be really probing you very strongly on your UX processes and why did you do that course and not the UX one, because you already seem to have a very strong graphic design background. And so I think, so my recommendation is gonna be that you look at doing more UX focused work or study it depends on your position and and what's possible for you, and I think that whether it's a passion project, you've just got to put some work out and put up some case studies uh, as a folio on a, on a website. It could be Squarespace, it could be Medium, it could be you know whatever website you'd like to to use, and that's really going to help you. So you've just got to you've got to do that and then leverage all of your previous experience, uh, but yeah, the hardest thing is that eight-year gap. The course you did three years ago, uh, four years ago now is, is really good, uh, but you definitely need to have a lot more uh, to show for yourself from a UX perspective, whether it's education and or projects, they're, they're the biggest things that are that, that are going to um, help you. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Is, that, is that stuff you already knew? Am I, Am I telling you things like that? you've already thought about, or is this helpful?
0: Um, I kind of, um, you know, the, the, the impression that I got, because I have uh, not really landed any of the interviews as of now, and uh, I have, like, faced, I don't know, I, I even lost the count of uh, the number of projections that I have faced. But my resume doesn't really even go to the, the, the interview part of it. It doesn't, it it kind of filters out. So, um, uh, uh, the kind of uh, 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 impression that I got from all that is that, uh, you know, you have to have uh, the right kind of connections to just just get into the door, and then uh, then you can prove yourself after that. But then, because um um, I. There was a time when I was uh, actually looking for anything. You know, I I was just frustrated. I was really looking for anything. Because sitting at home and I just, uh, my kid would go to school and I would be all alone sitting at home reading all those rejection letters. Then I landed another uh, gig, I would say, where uh, a graphic designer in. uh, in a sport, uh, merchandise industry, she had to take, uh, abruptly, like she had to leave abruptly because of, some of her personal situations. And there was a gap of around three, three months where she would not return. And, uh, and I had to fill that gap because there were a lot of, there was a lot of workload in that. I did that for free. Like I was not paid anything for that. I just did that because I, I just wanted to get away from all those emails. Um, working there I I you know I, I realized that uh, the graphic designers which who are there they were um, like they were not really uh, pixel perfect I, I would say like when we uh, like when I design anything I have to have a layout and on, on that layout I you know, I, I flesh out the content. Right. Whereas there, I just saw that what we used to do before the design course, you know, and in, in, uh, in any of the new software that we get hold of, we just paste a picture here, a form there, a text box here, and of course, I'll be doing the reiterating the same thing all over again. But uh, you know, uh, there was no um, continuity uh, with the kind of form, like the form. Uh, this form is here. Next form, the picture would be slightly there, and even though it and it was live, like it was going to the their clients, and wow. there was no complaint about it. Sounds so like a mess. I just thought that I'm, I'm I'm a little better than that, like and still I'm not really getting anything. So
1: so what do you what do you think it is that's, um some? What's your what are your, what are your thoughts? What do you think's stopping you? Where do you think it's um falling no, I, over? Did, did,
0: didn't really feel good about it because I really uh, because that that's where I didn't know where I'm lacking because my portfolio is clearly like what I sent across is clearly you know you, you can draw a straight line tracing my placement of images and it's and and that talk to me about
1: I, the, talk to me about uh, the like culture there. Three
0: months at the, uh, I'm
1: sorry. Sorry, cut you off. Talk to me about the the culture there. What were the people like?
0: Hi, it's a small um, um, industry, and a, a, the, the graphic design office would be a one cabin with uh, three, four computers, like four employees. Yeah, but Just what what what, what, the, what were the
1: personalities back. like? Did you get on very well with them? Were they different? Were they older, younger? Um, were they introverts, extroverts? Like, I guess what was it? What was the feel? It,
0: it was a mix of. Like, if you talk about age group, like there were like various age group. Uh, there was a diversity. People from all uh, parts of the world were working there, and uh, um, we kind of got along pretty well. There was like everyone knew another one. Like it was a really small department, so. Everyone knew uh, everyone else, and uh, the the uh, like. There were there would not be um, a proper proper uh, like. Uh, I have worked. I have interned in general, GE uh, before that, so I I know that when a work comes to you, it has to come through certain channels. It has to have like that. That's the way big firms work. But this firm, you you would be like. You, either you'll be getting a call about a work, if there's a work on the server, you have to pick it up, so something like that. So not really that kind of, but then that's expected from a small uh, industry, isn't it? Like, I, I didn't really mind that. I but
1: think, yeah, no, I, I understand what you're saying. I think, I, I guess my question was more around like the culture of like the people who were there. What was the mood? Were people happy and smiling and laughing and friendly? Or were people very like cutthroat to themselves was it relaxed environment? How's it, were people happy? Were they bullied? Were they you know like what what was the what was the vibe? Because you mentioned I think you mentioned that you you did it you volunteered for this role. You did, you did it for nothing. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: So why did you do that, and how did they come about asking you to do it in that capacity?
0: Oh, I knew a friend who knew someone who knew someone over there. So it was a kind of chain of yeah. Uh, contacts and uh, they just said that you know if, if you know someone who can do something like that because our graphic designer has just left and right. we, there's a lot of workload. So I just chipped in. I said, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to help. It'll be you know kind of insight into the industry how, how Sydney works. So but
1: it's, so, but why didn't they offer you a salary or a, um, I guess a day rate as a contractor if you're filling in for somebody?
0: I, I didn't really ask about that. I kind of, I was maybe I was woman, but I, I got something to work with. Yeah. I, I just wanted to get away from my
1: yeah, yeah.
0: yeah situations. So I didn't really ask for it. Neither did the offer uh, anything for that.
1: So, what did the they, offer look like? So, it was just a friend of a friend of a friend who said, "Hey, I've got some work. It's not paid. It'll be a foot in the door. You can get back into graphic design." Is that kind of what happened?
0: Yeah, exactly. This
1: okay, is, and look, and look. By the way, like, ten points for getting away from those emails and those rejection letters and trying something and doing something for free um, and taking a risk. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. I think my concern is, I'm curious about how it ended. How long? Well, how long was the great period that you are going to work for? Uh, when did it end? Why did it end? Yeah. So uh, I, I
0: just uh, kind of felt up for the graphic designer that was not there, and and then. That person came back. Went, yeah, yeah, she came back.
1: So was so, she was she being paid while she was gone?
0: Yeah, yes. Yeah,
1: so yeah. she was a full time employee on a salary with like personal leave?
0: Yeah, yeah. She was a full time employee and she was she's a very old employee, like she's been there since maybe the company was conceived. So Okay,
1: and she's a graphic designer? Yeah. Okay, and I'm just curious why they didn't offer you anyway. A backfill so it's, it's a bit cheeky um but beyond that how did it end so they came back and then they said okay thank you so much eva you've done really great work uh, but we don't have a role for you and so that's it
0: um yeah they, they did say that that uh, we we don't have any opening currently we will uh keep you in mind in case anything opens up and, never and again. we also assured that we will be uh your future referees if, in case you apply anywhere
1: and okay. could you Okay. Could you take any of that work and put it on your folio?
0: Yeah. Yeah, but that's just a graphic design work and I, I just, um, you know, I just redesigned the form which is already there. I'm not sure if, it's, if it really counts.
1: Okay. Um, and why do you want to do UX design? What is that, it about that, UX?
0: That has been my, like, that's something that I have actually done, like, even when it was not really heard of, I, it was, um, uh, I think there was a, a, a company in India called Human Factors International, and they used to go around uh, in, uh, in design institutes and, and talk to students there, and, and I, I really got int- intrigued by that, and, uh, because my, my, uh, the way I see anything, uh, I, I didn't know the word at that point of time. But yeah, yeah I, I I I used to uh, see the usability of a product, and uh, you know how it can be, uh, uh, how it can be redesigned, or uh, how it can be made more useful, or for the intended purpose, or can it be used for more than the purpose it's intended for, like. Uh, we have a, a very famous uh, um, anecdote. In, uh, it actually happened. Uh, it was in when the washing machines were first introduced in India. Uh, uh, they were not really used for washing uh, laundry. They were used for uh, like it was a huge sale in in the state of Punjab, where they make uh, lassi or a kind of uh, curd shake. So they used to make that on a grand scale, and they used to make. Make curd uh, uh, the the way out of it, and uh, that's that was not intended purpose of the washing machine. Okay, so that that's that's something I uh, you know why like that that intrigued me, and and that's how I I just you know I I probed more into it, like why did they do that? Didn't they have a um, uh, I don't it, it, 2000s, 2000, 2004, or five. then this happened and I just, UX design was not really the thing back then, so I, uh, after my, um, I was doing uh, uh battery computer applications back then, I was doing coding and programming.
1: Alright.
0: So after my, uh, after graduating with uh, uh, the, the computer programming thing, I entered the field of design and this was my uh, core area where I would. I was more interested in, so that's, that has been the thing
1: with me. Okay. Okay. So it sounds like you, um, yeah, I still think you you just need to put more work together, um, do some passion projects, get, um, go to some meetups. Have you got, have you heard of meetup.com? Go to some UX meetups, network. Um, I think what you said earlier was not like, Entirely untrue about About I guess having a connection somewhere that does help but I've got many jobs where I, I haven't known anybody At all at an organization um, or an agency um, And so it's not a hundred percent true. Obviously there are times when a previous relationship has helped just to just to be considered but at the end of the day, it's always the strength of the work as well as how you present and your your connection with the interviewer at the time, and how well you fit in as a cultural fit within an organization—they're all the things that are taken into consideration. So, I think the meetups would kind of help you kind of become more familiar to more people, and um, build out your LinkedIn network, post articles, and um, and kind of just kind of get amongst it, and then just look for look for opportunities. But you'd probably want to position yourself. I mean even like to an agency like ISABAR often take on junior UX designers. And, um, you know, what they really look for is more of the ability, you know, having the, the skills and a good foundation, but having a really good personality to to work well with their culture. As an example, they're a digital agency there in Sydney and in Melbourne. Uh, I think you just, yeah, you've just got to keep chipping away. Don't worry about the rejection. It's like that's that's neither here nor there. It's, it's essentially, Being rejected for a job doesn't mean you weren't right for the job. It just means that the person who was interviewing you didn't choose you and, and you could get a different person for the same job and get hired. And that's happened to me. I've been knocked back for a job before and three months later, someone else passed my work on to a different person, um, at the same organization and then I got the job. So it, it really just matters. It could be personality clash. It, this, you know, that could be having a bad day. There's so many things around that. But for you, I think the main thing is that you're competing with people who have a lot more recent experience, and that's your biggest hurdle. And, and you've got to find a way to to get through that. There's this kind of there's no magic bullet. Um, you can apply and apply and apply on all those jobs on LinkedIn, but I think the the main thing you've got to do is get get some experience and you know get out there more. And when I say experience, I mean like passion projects finding someone to help. You know, I've had emails before from a retailer out in Bayswater and they were doing, I think marquees, which they, they just found my website. They said, Hey Richard, what would you quote for fixing a website? And I looked at their website and it was like from 1995. You know, there's, there are so many small businesses out there that are, that are, can't afford UX designers and need help. And you know, you could really, it wouldn't be very hard to kind of get in there and do some really good work for them and then you can then use that as your folio and then you say look i know you, when you go to your next interview you say i know you're looking at me i haven't had a job for eight years um i had, did a graphic design role um you know taking over for someone on maternity leave or sick leave or what you know whatever it was but so you know what i got resourceful and i went out in the community around me and i looked for people who have um a need and can't afford ux designers and i helped Several small businesses, and I turn their businesses around. And, and here are the measurable results. You know, I increased conversion X percent on their website. They now have more bookings, or whatever it's going to be. Here are the processes I use to achieve that. Here are the things. Here is the methodologies and the tasks and, and processes I went through in the discovery phase, ideation phase. I ran a workshop with the, with the owner and his staff. We uncovered problems. We spoke to their customers. We did these things. We came up with these solutions. Um, I brought them along for the journey. I didn't just sit in a corner doing it on my own. I was collaborative. And if you can do all of these things, I promise you, if you do this for one or two clients that you find, even if you do it for like $100. Because the thing is, getting getting nothing for a job, the right employer will value the wrong one, just they, they just don't care. Like, for example, the first session I set up, you're actually the first participant to show up to one of these free sessions, by the way. So the first person who booked just never showed up and the reason they show up is because this is free. So if they don't show up, nothing's going to happen to them and they didn't value my time. And so look, maybe something happened, but they didn't even communicate to say, Hey Richard, I couldn't make the session because X, Y, Z, and I would have been like, yeah, that's cool. Like just, you know, shit happens, it's all good. But that's the problem. So now I don't know if you saw in the calendar invite now when you go through, um, you maybe submitted it before I added it. I'm now charging people a hundred dollars if they don't show up within 24 hours, unless they give me 24 hours notice. So it's like, this is free if you show up, this will cost you a hundred. Now, obviously like it's going to be hard to charge them a hundred dollars or invoice them for it. I still can, it'll be annoying for them. But the point is, it's, it's more of a psychological switch. Now, Like that's just experience design. I had to understand why would people not show up? They have nothing to lose. But they have everything to gain by showing up, and it's free, and more to lose by not. So I'm just trying to incentivize it, and also make people think twice before just booking in and taking the slot that someone else could have had. But I'm digressing. So I think what I'm really getting back to is get some more experience, do it anyway. You can hack the system. There are no rules. This whole world is like, it's literally a giant make-it-up club. I mean, the world in general. I don't mean the UX world. Um, but, you know, UX as well was made up. Um, it's been refined and evolved over time and proven. And it's going to continue to evolve and change. And uh, more more industries are becoming design-led. So it's definitely the industry you want to be in because that's where the, the world is going in terms of you know, being designed, centered around services, around customers and all those things. So, they're really good skills to have that, that can cross digital, physical, um, manufacturing, everything. So, yeah, I think a little homework task for you, and I want you to hit me back um, and let me know how you go, is just reach out to 10 different businesses you can find online. In Could be in Sydney, could be anywhere in Australia, um, you could literally... Walk into places, and if you know that, do you know the owners of any of the places around you? Yeah, yeah,
0: I, I, I do know the uh, uh, hairdresser who, who definitely needs a revamp, a revamp in her website. But why I did approach her maybe my approach would have been okay. I, I don't,
1: let's talk about that. What was your approach?
0: Um, I, I just uh, told her that, like, I just asked her casually that, um, like, you're you're fantastic, you're. I mean, I really liked it. Uh, you must be getting a lot of customers and she was like, no, the business is a little slow." I said, it shouldn't be like given the way you are and uh, you are really fabulous. I, I just, and, and she was actually, she was fabulous. Like uh, the way she welcomed, I, I really felt welcome there. So I just offered her like, you know, pay whatever you can. I just want to do your website because web presence is really important these days and you have to have something like that. Then she was like, uh, apparently she had paid a lot uh, to put up her website and that person did a really bad job which was pretty evident with her website and she was very off. uh,
1: Okay. How long ago did that happen? How long ago did she she do the website?
0: Um, it, It was two years ago.
1: Yes, okay. So, look, you've got nothing to lose. I think do it for free. Say, look, and say to her, like, you don't have to give me free haircuts or maybe she gives you free haircuts. I don't know. Maybe that's part of, maybe there's a contra deal. And you say, look, usually this would cost $3,000, $2,000, $1,000. You can say, you give me one free haircut and I'll redo your whole website. Or you give me, you know, work something out that you're both comfortable with. Um, I think the main thing is, there's an opportunity there. You could help her with a, with a Google business listing. Maybe you could get a, you know, you could get a photographer in to help out. Um, I guess for me, I'm a photographer cause I've got a photography music and film background. I can kind of leverage a lot of these other skills into these sorts of clients. But yeah, you could, you could do a whole audit, a whole service design audit of the business. You could help her with an online booking system. There's so many plugins you could use. You could build a Squarespace website or, um, a WordPress, or you could code. You mentioned you used to do coding as well, and develop you were a developer. So, use leverage everything you've got and help this person out. And then, you know, that little thing it might not bring more people in the business because then she needs web traffic, but you maybe you can introduce her to an agency that does, you know, uh, ads, or you could connect her to Google for Google AdWords. Um, there are so many things you could do. So, that's a really good example. That hairdresser, think about restaurants, think about clothing stores, anything around you, and start with your own connection, your own inner circle, and then make your way out. And I promise you, uh, I promise you, if you're good, like, it will help you. You know, I haven't seen your work, but like, I can tell you're really passionate, and you're really determined, you've just got to take action. And the action right now is not applying for jobs. I've got to be clear about that. Stop applying. Forget, you don't want any more of those shitty emails coming through. That's not helping you. You need to take some steps first before coming back to the job application. And it'll snowball from there. Like something will always come from that creative input. And like I see it all the time in my practice, whether it's in photography, a photo I took 10 years ago, I could suddenly put it up in a furniture store and consignment uh, for sale. Someone will walk in off the street and say, that building you took a photo of, it's a true story, uh, took a photo of this big old silo near Geelong in Melbourne. My husband owns that building and he just sold it to a developer who are going to reduce it to rubble and build apartments and it's his 60th birthday next week and how much is it? Like, a photo I took 10 years ago, right, as a student photographer, over 10 years ago, and you just don't know what's going to happen. But what I do know is you have to take action. So if I could leave you with anything from this session, it's really, Go out there, take some action, pick up the phone now, go to the hairdresser now or your husband's out with the kids, go treat yourself, have a hey, you know, have have some me time, have that conversation and say, look, I've thought about it, don't worry about the money. I really need to get some good projects out the door. And because I need this to be good, you need to trust me that I'm gonna commit. But then you need to say to her at the same time, if I do it for free or we do it as a contract, and you do some you do some treatments for me, let's say you do five treatments for me over the next five months, that's one a month and you can do it in your quiet time as well, you can tell her. But you need to say to her, I need commitment from you that whatever I build for you, you will actually use and put it online. Because she might say, uh, can't you bothered, I have to buy a new URL, or I need new web hosting, or it's gonna, you know, I've gotta do this, or I've gotta do that, or maybe she just doesn't like it, and she's like, I don't wanna put it up. It's like, you need some sort of a goodwill. Yeah. How does that sound? She, yeah, she, she
0: already has a, a web domain, so, that shouldn't be a problem, okay. maybe, yeah, maybe I can re-approach. I, uh, it's just that I was not really um, feeling um, good about myself. I just thought that someone's saying no, then there must be some, some, some problem with me. So, no, there is no, I, I, I
1: promise you, I've, I've spoken to you now for 44 minutes, there is nothing wrong with you. There is absolutely nothing wrong with you and you are completely capable of doing this. Um, you, the problem is I identified it earlier i'm pretty sure it's just that you have that gap and that there are people going for jobs that don't have that gap that's it it's not personal there's nothing wrong with you you know you're smart you're intelligent you're articulate um you have good reasoning you can talk about why you like ux design and your experiences so far i think there's nothing wrong i think you just need to you need more of a go-getter attitude in terms of not applying for jobs going out and and hustling a bit and hacking the system and I promise you something will happen like it's impossible for for nothing to happen. Even from, even from people who are watching this not right now, uh, when they, when they watch this after I put it up online, there'll be someone out there who will like be curious about following you. And you know, once you've done that project, let's do another session, right? I'll give you another hour because right now I'm only giving people one hour, one time, but I want to see you again. And I only want to talk to you again once you've done a side project, whether it's for the hairdresser or someone else doesn't, I don't care. And if you're struggling to find someone, I want you to hit me up in a month and say, Richie, I've contacted this person, this person, this person, this person. What am I doing wrong? They've all said no. I'll do a call out through my network and see if I can help you. And right now, if anyone's out there that needs help on their website, whether it's for um, graphic design or UX design or, or UI, uh, hit up Eva. I'm going to put her details in wherever this is going to be published, whether you're watching this on YouTube or as a podcast on SoundCloud. Um, if I put your LinkedIn profile in there and let's get the show on the road, enough, enough emails saying no, right? It's time for you to go say yes to yourself and do some really good work. Okay. Yeah. So let's touch base again. I'll, I'll wait for you to reach out to me. You let me know how you go. Feel free to send me a message if you're feeling down along the way, but you got this, you've just got to change your approach and your strategy. And I think. This is the best way to do it, from what I'm hearing from you. Uh, short of going and doing another UX, or doing a UX short course, which wouldn't hurt. But let's just start with the inner network and see how you can help the people around you, because that will help you.
0: Sure. Yeah. Sound good? Yeah. yeah. All sounds. Right. sounds better. Yeah.
1: Any other questions, or how does that? How does that feel? Does like is that? Does that feel achievable?
0: Um, let's. Let's try it first. Let's see. When I, let, let me pray first before saying it's not achievable. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I can't really say anything it's not achievable Well, try.
1: let me ask you this. Is it achievable for you to walk out your door right now and go to that hairdresser yeah. and have that conversation?
0: Yes, of course it is. Right.
1: Yes. Well, if that's achievable, then I think it's even more achievable that you're actually going to be successful. And if you want, look, if you're not sure about how to approach it, I mean, do you feel comfortable in how to approach it with her? Yeah, I I, I,
0: I, I think, yeah, again, I can can approach her. I can, can, you know, start the conversation where we left again, so. Well, I I didn't really ask for money the first time as well. It was like, um, you know, when when she mentioned that she had... uh, she showed me her website and it was online, it was, um, yeah, not not that pleasant, like, um, so, okay. I just thought that maybe, you know, it, it's hurt her way, it shouldn't have, and maybe she wouldn't try it again with me, so, I, I just, <laughs> I took a step back after that, I didn't push her again, okay. but, yeah, I, 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 you I could always go
1: in with an example of something and show her, you could mock something up you know and say this is what I could do for you
0: definitely yes
1: and maybe she's not the right person maybe there's someone else out there right so oh, so yeah. don't don't get hung up on that either i think the main thing is you're offering to help someone with their business and, and out of goodwill like they'd be crazy not to not to accept even just to see what you could do
0: sure.
1: but look let's let's regroup after you've, you've you have a go and if that's not working, we'll come up with another strategy. But I think that's the way to go for now.
0: Sure. Thank you. Thank you so much, Richard. That's okay. Yes.
1: Any okay. any other questions before we go?
0: Uh, no, I think I think yeah, we we had a quite productive chat. Um, it's just that um you, you seem know, a bit um, d- you seem a bit uh, down.
1: Well, <laughs> why why are you down? What's wrong?
0: No, I, it's just that you know we have we have discussed almost everything that uh, actually came into our way. It's just that uh, I really want to know that, um, like I, I when I go to any of the informative sessions uh, in all all of these um, um, design schools in Sydney, so to speak, um, I I think that whatever they're saying that, that they don't uh, tell anything. They are not teaching anything new that I don't know. So. They are, you know, whenever they are saying that they're talking about all the fundamentals that I already know. So that is my issue when I'm, I'm actually approaching any of, I even talked to uh, one of the SAFE uh, instructors. Um, I, uh, I didn't hear back from them. Yeah. So, uh, so,
1: so, I think, is it, that, I think, it, yeah, sorry, go on.
0: Is, is there really any, any refresher course or any certificate course that you can suggest? that
1: I should be taking. Not, not really, because they are they are all basically designed as like a career transition course. But the, the thing about to remember about these courses, it's not the information that's new or not new for you that's important right now. It's practice applying those skills and those yeah. processes. And so that's why I'm saying forget the schools, just go out and find businesses you can help. And let me tell you, there are way more business out, businesses out there you can help than there right are courses that you could go look at right like I promise you when I uh, when I worked at NAB for example we interviewed as part of one of the projects I was doing service design on I think we interviewed about 30 accountants and 30 small businesses and the number one thing that all small businesses and the accountants said keeps clients up at night and the clients themselves keeps them up at night is cash flow right and 50% of small businesses are cash flow negative this is in this is in Australia so there's a lot of people out there that need a lot of help so there's a lot of opportunity out there for you to go and find that so now you're not asking for a job interview you're actually going out and saying hey i want to help you because this is going to help me and so you're helping each other really and with the course i'd only go back to the do the course if you could get over the fact that you're going to know everything they're going to teach you and focus on the doing and focus on the projects so a 10-week immersive course is going to basically mean Every two weeks you pump out another project with a bunch of deliverables, processes you went through and a case study. And that's a good way to kickstart your folio again and just the process of doing, you know, discovery, definition, um, ideation, prototyping, testing, delivery, and then again, and then again, and then again. And that's, you know, identifying what do I need to test, what are the tasks, what are the processes to answer these questions, what are the problems, all of those things. So. That's the only reason I would go back if I were you and just to refresh on, on all of that information as well. If you feel really confident with it and you still, you know, nope, I know my shit, Richie. Uh, don't don't tell me to go back and, and um, learn stuff I already know, then this is why I'm giving you the advice and the recommendation to go and find these businesses and knock out some work for them.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: So that's why it makes sense. That's kind of why I'm, what I'm thinking. All right, yeah. Does is that, is that help?
0: Yeah, thank you. Thank
1: you so much. You're still motivated? Yeah. You don't have to. You can tell me it's crap. <laughs> like,
0: no. You can be it's honest. Just that, uh, You know, I, I really need to try this before uh, commenting on it. So, yeah. I, I did try it once, but then I didn't, you know, I need to, uh, I guess, uh, keep on doing it. Yeah. Even like, and
1: just, just be confident. Just, you know, be yeah. like, hey, I'm going to build you a kick-ass website, whether you like it or not. You don't even have to do anything. You just have to let me do it and agree to it. And maybe if you need photography, you go on freelancer.com or you put a call out on the network. I'll post it on my network. Say, hey, I need a photographer. Don't have a lot of money. Maybe you only have 150 bucks. Maybe you get a student from PSC, Photographic Studies College. But they're really talented and they they need experience. So again, people helping each other. So... It's you've just got to hack the system. I promise you, the one commodity that's out there that's been commoditized now is is creative. Everyone's a photographer. There's so many people in this community you can that will that will be able to help you fill the gaps for whatever this hairdressing salon as an example that we keep using needs. Um, so, yeah, just be resourceful and just just put yourself out there. Let's see what happens. Okay. Put the energy you're putting into the job interviews into finding these businesses now. And let yeah. me and let me know how you go.
0: Yeah, sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I'm going to check in on you, Eva. Yes.
0: This might okay. be a free That's session, okay. but
1: I'm going to hold you accountable. So, And everyone out there listening is going to hold you accountable. In fact, if you're listening right now, I want you to go to Eva's LinkedIn right now and write a comment and encourage her to go for it. Okay. Yeah,
0: um, right. I think I'll, I'll get back to you in a month and, and let
1: you know how it goes. Yeah, if I don't, I will, and so will the, so will my followers. So you better look <laughs> out. You better have done something. At least go and try. You don't have to have secured it, but we want to see. We want to see you hustling. Okay. Yeah. Sure. All right. Cool. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Thank you so much, Richard. You're very welcome.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Have a good day. Good you luck. Too. You
0: too.
1: Thank, you. Thank you. All right. Bye. bye holy shit you made it to the end if you like what you heard and you want to hear more like it share it write a comment below and if you would like to appear on the richard lip show click the link below and book yourself in i'd love to have a chat let's see what i can help you with and thank you very much again for listening